We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to it's not Mavs party, it is Pod Maverick <laughs> After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow. We are editors over at Mavs Moneyball. Dallas Mavericks just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies at home 120 to 103. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm finding it a little funny um that our last podcast you had a pretty good uh, impassioned argument to tell people to be happy with this Mavericks team and, but and with enjoy the this. <laughs> with the win, like enjoy the win because it's just funny. It it's just funny. You tried your, you know, you're trying your hardest to be positive, you know, happy and because I mean it's the truth. The team was playing on the season, you know, better than than we thought at certain points. And boy, they just uh, they gave it all back. They they must have heard your take and they decided to to make to to just throw it down the drain. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot you can you can kind of start off and talk about with this game, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we will. And I, I think kind of the 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 overall notion that what when I did I uh, following our commercial break last game, I had a, about a two minute rant on why I think you ought to enjoy the Mavs, um, largely because shit goes sour pretty quickly, and this is just such a great example of that. Um, I do think it's worth noting that the Grizzlies have been kind of a brutal matchup for the Mavericks going back two seasons where it feels like you go into a game, oh, the Mavericks ought to win this one. But with their style of players, and I mean like the whole roster, um, they have guys that simply are built to beat the shit out of a team like the Mavericks, which are primarily a finesse team. Um, you know, I think Dwight Powell picked up three fouls in the first half. And when he's your lone big, and yeah, he's the lone big, Holmes is not going to play and when he did play Holmes was also not very good in his three minutes it's it's just this sort of situation where 
the Mavericks are going to get bullied from pillar to post the entire game, and that's what happened. Um, talk to me about what else happened in the first half. Um, Luca did not start the game well at all. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that big picture wise, like if we're looking at the game broad strokes, it's really yep. like Luca's the way Luca started the game kind of festered into the way that Memphis built that really big lead. And from there, they can never really dig themselves out of the hole, even when Luca started to get going in the second half a little bit. But by then, you know, you're down 15 and a half, I think they were. And it was kind of just a little bit too insurmountable. Um, he did not play well. He had a, a take to the rim in the in the first half. I can't remember if it was the first quarter or second quarter. I think it was first quarter. Uh, and I think a Memphis player landed on top of him on his knee. Looked like that kind of bothered him a little bit. Uh, I don't want to play the injury card because it feels like every time Luke has a bad game, if, if Luke well, can't not, play, if yeah. Luke can't play, he's not going to play. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to use the injury card, but that's just kind of how it looked, and that's how it happened. He went back to the locker room a couple times, but if he's going to come back out on the court, then he has to he has to play better. Um, if he if he doesn't feel well, the coaches either need to take him out of the game or he needs to take himself out of the game. Uh, obviously Luca doesn't want to come out of any game. So the coaches need to be smarter and be like, okay, if you're not going to help because you're hurt, then you don't need to play. Um, yeah. And defensively he was a mess offensively. He was extremely, I mean, you know, he did kind of the lazy Luca thing where he settled for too many threes. He didn't attack the rim hard enough. Yeah. Um, dribbled the ball, held it on for, for way too long. He was, he was just, I just you know, all the bad Luca traits in the first half. I, and, and it really kind of went on in the second half. And Dalton Trigg, friend of the show, uh, made made the observation like Luca can't get off a clean pass because the Grizzlies were tipping everything. That's not that's not a Grizzlies defense thing. That's a Luca being a step behind on everything. Um, yeah, a step Luka, behind on everything. I think everything. is a good way to sum up. Uh, and and you know you call it what you will. Um, you know Kyrie Irving played a pretty 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 awesome game. Yeah. Even, even he had some like comical instances of like, wait, how was that a thing you decided to do with like a turn? Like they, they make this run at the end of the first half to get it kind of interesting. It's like, oh, the Mavericks could go into the half down 10 and instead they go into the half down 15. And the Grizzlies just did, you know, largely led by Desmond Bain, um, who just continues to punish the Mavericks in every way, shape, imaginable. <laughs> um, and this wasn't even like a gr- – I mean, he – He turned it on in the second half yeah. where he really – like there was a stretch. The Mavericks get it down to 10. He hits a corner three out of kind of a, a terrible defensive scramble. And this is where I just question these guys' defensive tactics because they leave Bain open in the corner but challenge someone at the wing. And I'm like, how does that happen? That – that can't happen. Uh, okay, you know it's a it's a bit of a busted play. You're scrambling. You do whatever. But then the next play down, uh, there's a rub screen at the top, and and like the Mavericks miss. The Mavericks are down 13 at this point. There's a rub screen at the top of the key where Hardy's supposed to switch onto Bane, and he just it's he he switches onto Bane, but does not step up when one of the best shooters in the NBA, Desmond Bane, takes a shot. So like if you're supposed to switch why don't you fucking switch? And, and you know, then all of a sudden the Mavericks are down 16 again. Um, and there were just like, granted, yeah. that's a two possession thing that happened all night <laughs> long. And, and I, I have a hard time. Like the, the chat is really fired up about kid. And I think we can circle back to kid later, but if, if you as a team are not looking remotely connected on the defensive end, 
then I don't know what you're supposed to do. I, I do think, again, the Grizzlies are sort of built to bully the Mavericks. Way too many offensive rebounds. And there's nothing, like, and I, I mean this seriously, like the roster that the Mavericks had available to play, there was nothing that was going to happen that could help that. I mean, like Dwight Powell's your backline guy. He's not a great center. We know this. Okay, he causes potential, like certain lineups, lots of problems. He causes Rudy Gay, lots of, not Rudy Gay, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> lots of problems. Like historically, he really does go look at their matchups. He drew eight fouls the other night, Dwight Powell did. Um, eight fouls, just crazy. And tonight, he's basically getting attacked relentlessly down the key because the Mavericks do these these weird double teams and then pull back and switch. And there, there's, um, who's the old looking guy? Um, the Maver- uh, the the grizzlies uh back yeah tillman just kind of was there floating and can he has nice post moves and nice touch he'd get (laughs) into the goal and so if you take out dwight powell the other options that you're putting in are grant williams who we'll circle back to a little bit (laughs) uh holmes who isn't who isn't an answer i'm sorry i know a lot of people think he's pretty good he's not um we have three coaches now that haven't played him At, at a certain point we have to accept that the nba coaches know what they're talking about and that's really it um, they, they went really small a couple of times and you, you just can't go that kind of small against, against the job. And I, I see Henry, Henry diesel, one, two, three saying Jenkins has less to work with. That's an interesting proposition. I, I will say that I, I think night in night out the, the, um, the blade, uh, the, the way the Grizzlies are built, they're built in a very specific way with a very specific kind of player. John Conchar, for example, is an undrafted guy who would be in the Mavericks top eight right now. They are simply better at talent assessment than the Mavericks are. Um, that is what it is. We're, we're, we can circle back to that. I know a lot of people are really kind of upset about this roster build of lo- a loss like tonight. I get that. But the reason I'm, I can't get too bent out of shape out of it is because I spent 2019, 2020, 2021 bent out of shape about it. Rome is not built in a day and certain, certain things don't, aren't going to work out. And this Mavericks roster needs some more size, but I just don't see where they get it without sacrificing way too much, way too much. Yeah. They, they need to work the buyout market for sure. Or maybe, you know, you, you look into like a, a lower key trade for someone that can just be a backup. So like, you know, lively, just, you know, just with these ankle injuries, you worry that, you know, if he does come back, is he going to, you know, like with ankles if you if you're if you're spraining your ankle that regularly i know it's kind of fluky um a little bit but you know you want to be prepared so it's not just pal and then nothing mm-hmm. behind yourself so they could probably do something like that just to sop up some minutes um xavier tillman's really funny because he had 14 points at 11 rebounds he had nine points and three rebounds combined in the last five games he played for the Grizzlies. Uh, he seems to kill Dallas. It's just it's, well, it's really and funny. I um, sort of question like this is where I question like the 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 coaching staff in the sense of if Dwight Powell is your rim protector and we know he can't fucking do it, why is he sliding over to help on drives? That would that that was basically a free basket for the Grizzlies because every time he would help on a drive, he would be not like out of position, but then that basically freed up Tillman or whoever was on the backside to come in and grab an easy rebound. Yeah, the Mavericks had the most success defensively in this game when they were trapping and being pretty aggressive. Because again, Powell is he's not a deterrent at the rim, but he can move his feet pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
at the three-point line. And I know that that's not how the Mavericks play defense, and you probably can't throw out the way you're playing defense and expect a team to play a new defensive style for one game against one opponent. But, boy, they just have to be able to, to mix things up a little bit more. I know you probably can't trap and double the whole game, but seriously, the only times Dallas gave Memphis trouble defensively was – like when Bain was the only guard on the floor, because Marcus Smart, by the way, got hurt in the in the midway through the third quarter and did not come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Memphis had one guy that could do stuff with a dribble, and the Mavericks doubled Bain after that a lot. Memphis scored 17 points in the fourth quarter, but again, you're down 20 to start it. Like you've already lost the war. Like you might win the battle, but you've already lost the game really by then. So... They really needed to be more aggressive. Like, and and the thing is, is you know, without Jaron Jackson Jr., like if you double Bane, which they did, like Bismack Biombo was catching the ball at the free throw line, like like as the the release valve, like Vince Williams was catching it. Like <laughs> Tillman did okay uh, when he was as acting as a release valve, but Memphis, like they just did not have the personnel to accept to to handle a more aggressive defense. And while I know that's not the Maverick style. I really wish they just could have cranked up the pressure a little bit more because I felt like they played a little bit on their heels, maybe not expecting this Grizzlies team to make a lot of shots because, I mean, they're just not a good offensive team. And that just kind of bit them in the butt because Memphis just kind of drove repeatedly in the paint. And then when they don't have a backup five they can trust, when Powell was out of the game, they played either Grant at center or basically like a Derrick Jones Jr. at center. And they only played Grant seven minutes. So. Yeah. So they played a lot of the game with basically five guards and, a, yeah. and a, or four guards and a four, like and a small forward. And basically, <laughs> I can only imagine a Memphis fan was pulling their hair out during some moments. Anytime Memphis shot a three, it was a win when that small lineup was on the floor. Anytime they drove into the paint, they, they scored for the most part. Um, so, like, and it was it. There's nothing really you can do. You know, when you're playing that lineup, basically what you're trying to do is coax the team into shooting jumpers, get them to miss, and you try to get out and run in transition. Because, uh, again, like, by the time they had to go to those lineups, they were already down double digits. So, like, that's when you're in the point of, like, okay, we got to junk the game up, and that's not a reliable way to win a game, to, to kind of use smoke and mirrors to try to get yourself back into it. But that's kind of what they're forced to do because – they don't with lively out. They just don't have a big, they can trust uh, yeah. Pal, And even when Powell's on the floor, it's, it's not always great. And and we've talked about this. We we've said throughout the season that there's going to be nights where we come in here and lament the Maverick size. Mm-hmm. And there are, uh, I want to circle back to, to this in just a second. All right. It's halfway through the show. We're going to be done here soon. Um, if you're at all interested in, in doing so, go give me a like on the stream, though I, I, I would also understand if you didn't like this stream because when the Mavericks lose, they're not very fun to talk about. Um, I would also appreciate if you gave us a sub. Josh and I appreciate that. Uh, working through, you know, we're up to, to a little, I want to say like nearly 2,300 subs on the podcast channel. Appreciate that. Very grateful for everybody's support. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So the the one other thing that I would... I, I, I sort of we got to talk about it. it's like if the Mavericks are going to play small, which happens, you you cannot play stupid. <laughs> and I, I just like there's there's elaborate of, on that. <laughs> I just can't like like what what like you can't have Josh Green and Grant Williams be this be this bad. No, what like you can have well, you might be able to survive one, but like Josh has been. And he, it's just, it's like when you do it in the face of Bane, it makes everything feel worse. <laughs> I that's, feel like this that's, has happened a lot too. But it does. And it's just like, <laughs> he's going to be on the Mavericks because trading him, while not particularly difficult as, as CBA Mavs has laid out, I don't think it's something they're going to do. So he's going to be on the team. Grant Williams, brand new signee. I don't think they're going to move on from him. So he's going to be on the team. But these two players have to get it together. And I don't know how. There was a truly, truly bizarre quote, uh, or not quote, tweet from Kevin Gray Sports. If you know Kevin, Kevin's a, Kevin's a friend of our show. We like Kevin a lot. He's always very nice to us. He, he's the pre and post game host at 97.1 The Freak, which is kind of more or less the, the unofficial official Mavs radio station. He had this. He said... On the subject of Grant Williams, one Mavs source I talked to recently said about him that the concern is Williams has never been asked to play this many minutes and be in shape to do so. That has caused some regression from his early start. And I appreciate passing along inside information, but I just have to say that that doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) He has been playing reduced minutes and he still sucks. So what am I missing? So I remember we talked towards the beginning of his slump and I remember actually bringing this point up, you know, I think at the time he was like around 30, 30 minutes per game, maybe 31. So that was a little bit more of a sizable jump from last season, which was 26. And obviously he started more games. He's already started more games this season than he started any other season in his career. 27. It's career high. Last was his previous career. high was 23. I thought that there was something to he was used to going up against backups his whole career. And, you know, that matters going from that to you're the full-time starter. And not only are you the full-time starter, but like your, your responsibility is increasing because it's not just he's playing against starters. Like Boston did not ask him to do a lot. Um, they didn't ask him to do a lot offensively. They occasionally asked, you know, they did ask him to do a lot. In some he did, a, he did more defensively. He has yeah. a lot of minutes under his belt. Um, yeah. To where um, playoff stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but still, you know, if he wasn't playing well in Boston, it wasn't a big deal. Uh, yeah. Because he was not relied on to be one of the he final was a bonus. five all the time. Yeah, yeah. Bonus. So I can understand this jump in responsibility and role playing in starters, not playing against backups. 
I can understand that maybe like causing him to not perform as well as we liked. And I kind of baked that into my preseason expectation when there was kind of expectations were kind of running wild. And I was like, let's tap the brakes a little bit. He still should be a good player, but here are some reasons why it might not be as good as you think. But now we're to the point where that, like you said, that excuse doesn't hold as much water because they've moved him to the bench They've moved him to his role that he had in Boston, coming off the bench, playing, you know, what, 25, 22 minutes a game, I think is kind of. I mean, if you were like, like, I and don't he's mean still be, bad. And he's still bad. He's still I, been bad. I, I don't mean to be like, like, plus minus is a terrible statistic. Okay. It is not a single game statistic, but I have to use it to function, to, to kind of push the point here because it's, it's accurate. And like Tim Hardaway, 30 minutes was a negative 26 and it's 30 minutes. Grant Williams, for example, was seven minutes and was a negative 20. And he played three and a half minute spurts. And so he was a negative 10 in two, three and a half minute spurts. He is not alone in responsibility for that. But I'm just like, like what are we what are we doing here? It, I know. He's he's a guy you counted on. Like he's not just like and, and if, a throw in. He was the he was the crown jewel of the offseason. And let's throw back to kind of a reference from from your youth and my youth that will understand. Like if if he's sort of a, a you know the the Grizzlies have all these big boy kind of the guys with like wrestler body types. Your David Roddies, your Tillmans, your your just kind of thicker, bigger guys. Grant Williams should be able to battle with that. Should be able to battle with that, and he just he he can't. He hasn't, and I don't think the Mavericks can move him. I think the Mavericks should move him if they can. Like this is this is not a short stretch. This is 25 games now where he's been kind of terrible. And I, when did and when did he start coming off the bench? Like four or five games ago, I think. Yeah. Like um, we've we've got sample. Yeah. We what we have here is a guy that's so stuck in the mud that he can't get out of it, regardless of what situation he's been put in. And you know, they're a lot of guys have reasons, and if, if you don't want to give up on him yet, I don't blame you. If you don't want to give up on Josh Green yet, I don't blame you. What I have to say, this is very important, what I have to say doesn't affect what the Mavericks do. I'm just very frustrated right now. No, I, under- no I understand. And, I mean, at this point with Grant, I mean, even if you wanted to trade him, I mean, who's – Who's trading for him? I don't know. I mean, I mean, it was like people keep saying, like, I'll just trade him. And it's like, okay, like you can't just trade right. your bad players for the good players. No, like I've seen not... some of that stuff on on the yeah, Mavs, that... the Mavs Twitter machine today. Yeah, well, you know, that's that. that's not how it works. He needs to show something because he's in the first year of of a, of a new contract that's paying him not an outrageous amount of money. Um, it's not yeah. like a, a, an amount that's gonna kill your cap, but it's like I mean, at this point, his trade value is is salary filler. Like, I mean, that's really, really it. And even then, with he's got what, like, three more years or yeah, or whatever yeah. after this year. Like, yeah. if if this is how he's going to look now, you know, teams are just going to be way too spooked to to take on that, that contract, even if it's not a ton of money. Well, you're, you're okay. probably never and and because his contract is good, Josh Green's contract are good. Like, they're good yeah. deals. Yeah, yeah. But if they're not playing well, that doesn't mean a team just because it's a good deal doesn't mean the yeah. team's gonna want it. Green is pretty disappointed because I mean he's been back, came back the December twenty seventh, and he's basically had three good games, and the bad games have been like you know, 
like rookie year Josh Green. Like he's had two games of zero points, uh, four points against Minnesota, uh, and then on the other games, two points, uh, four points combined in, in two other games. Like, I don't know. And, and especially, you know, he gets to start, um, you know, Exum's out. Like they need him. He's, he's, you know, this isn't a case of he's, you know, bouncing in and out of the rotation or, or sitting a long time. Like he's getting opportunities. Like he's playing with Luca. He, he's gotten some opportunities to play without Luca. I'm enjoying. Um, so just for the, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm enjoying no, our no. chat. I'm enjoying our chat right now because like there's, and I'm going to, I appreciate all you guys to show up live. We kicked the shit out of Luca for the first 10 minutes of the pod. It's just so everybody that's joining, it's like, I can't believe I'm hearing about role players. Like we already beat on Luca. I mean, Luca sucked. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's no question. <laughs> yeah. he, um, he was weakened at bernie's luca like he looked awful like the end I, we already did that for a while we just got to talk about other people right right so so, so yeah uh, you, you, yeah that's and green play you know they need him to play well too like if you again if you want to trade these guys they have to they have to show some value to some other to other teams so uh you know they can't just play bad and then you trade them for for good stuff so yeah yeah i don't know this was just I mean the the stats are hilarious. Like like Memphis made five more three pointers than the Mavericks. They had twenty more rebounds and they scored ten more points in the paint. Like you can't you can't lose the three point line rebounds and the paint. Like that's right. You can't you can't lose all three of those the you know those aspects and expect to win, especially this Mavs team. Like it's just yeah. they just got thoroughly outplayed, and, and it's a shame they wasted. You know I don't know if we. They wasted a great Kyrie game for the most part, at least scoring the ball. Um, he faded in the fourth uh, pretty hard, but he had 31 through three quarters. And I kind of was, he was the reason why I kept thinking that they were going to come back and win because I thought maybe he's going to have a heater in the fourth like he usually does. But uh, again, just asking him to bail you out of a 20 point deficit to start the fourth is is not advisable way to win a game, no matter how bad the other roster looks. That's right. And, so, and you know, you, you hope some of these things figure themselves out i mean like i do want to kyrie irving played another great game he he has become a hilarious rebounding monster um (laughs) eight boards again he he had five four steals and a block he got to the line tonight that's what was super interesting to me Mm -hmm. because what the interesting part though about that is he just doesn't he just doesn't go through game like he plays the same way he just got calls tonight is really what it comes down to for me so Right. Um, all right. So the, the chat really desperately wants us to talk about Jason Kidd. And well, I, I don't know what, like, know. like <laughs> other than like the defensive strategy, like they should have been more aggressive against the bad Grizzlies offense. Maybe? A, a Mavs person I talk to pretty regularly because I, I kind of made the comment like, one of the things that frustrates me about Kidd, and this is, is the thing, is like he is a particularly maddening in game coach when things aren't going well. Like it just looks like, and he's like, he doesn't really do the motivational thing at all. I think he does like passive aggression, as you can see in post game stuff. Um, he does, he probably curses at guys under their breath and curses at their face without getting all hot and bothered. Um, I've heard that he does that. Um, they're not creative in game, but I, 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 I don't know how to explain this any more candidly. That man is in with Luca, and he was Kyrie's favorite player when Kyrie was growing up. 
on what planet are the Mavericks parting with him unless those two say he's got to go? Yeah, that's the only way he's going to lose his job. At all. So I just don't want to beat a dead horse. He makes me mad. He frustrates me. But there's just not much else to add to it because he is like, to me, he's honestly downhill from the roster problems, which are partially his fault, I think, but not entirely. It's, it's you know, it's just the situation the Mavs are in are, are year, is years in the making. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just one of those things where, like, we get it. It's, I mean, it's, it's frankly, it's easy to beat up on the coach. Um, even if you have a good coach, like, you should see, like, <laughs> fan bases will, even with coaches that, that Mavericks fans would dream of having, like, after a loss, we'll, we'll go against the coach. Like, it's just an easy, it's an easy target. Um, not to say that he doesn't deserve it. And kids, an especially easy target just because of, his mannerisms and, and everything else, but I just, I, you know, I, I the only things I can think about with coaching tonight are again the de- the defensive strategy against a, a limited uh, Grizzlies team that had th- two players that can dribble the ball effectively, uh, and one of them didn't play uh, basically almost the entire second half. So that's I guess one thing, and two, the way that this team gets really good looks on out of timeout plays. And then I watch the rest of the game and I'm kind of like, where is that? Like, why does that only show up in the out of timeout? And then for the rest of the game, it's some variation of like Luca Kyrie ball, like give it to our stars and let them do some stuff. Not to say they don't run any sets. Well, I mean, like there was during a the game, white... but there's a noticeable difference in how they do out of timeout plays. And then the right of the rest of the offense. There was a play in the fourth quarter where Luca cut from the left wing got a bounce pass and scored a layup. That shit never happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like, understand. Where was that? Where was that in the first quarter? In the second I mean, they just don't run plays. And like, I, that's where you're sitting here. It's a chicken or the chicken or the egg thing. Are you, are you taking the ball out of Lucas hands? Are you going to tell him to go off ball? The coach, the, the first coach that you get to do that in the NBA will be the first coach. Cause it hasn't happened through two of them. And both of those guys like Jason Kidd. Isn't he already a Hall of Famer? Is he in the Hall yeah. of Fame? Yeah, he, yeah. he helped induct Dirk because remember you can only, you you can only do Hall of Famers can. And Rick Carlisle's the kind of guy where if he keeps coaching like he's coaching, by the end of his coaching days, he'll be in the Hall of Fame too. Um, they they can't get Luca to to give up the ball and run less pick and roll. Just I, I don't know. It's it's yeah. There there was a point in the game where I almost felt like I mean in our. We this was talked about in Slack where because Kyrie was playing so well, it was like, can they just sit Luca and let Kyrie yeah. run the show for the rest of the game? Because this is not like you, you can kind of see it early with Luca when he's having one of those games where it's mm-hmm. like all the bad habits kind of rise to the top, and you could tell in the first five minutes of this game that it was going to be one of those nights. Yep, fortunately. Yep. Uh, I say we call this one. Yeah, Irish play again. They got uh, so this is their oh. first loss and what. I want to talk about one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you tell me. You can shut it down if we don't need to talk about it. The Mavericks are 22 and 16. Mm-hmm. They were 22 and 16 after 38 games last season. Man, you're is that is is that a thing? Should we talk about it? Should we leave it alone? Is it just fun with numbers, or is it a precursor of things to come? I don't know. I mean, first I really of all, don't. first of all, rude. 
I'm so, I'm sorry. I've been thinking about it for like the last two weeks when I realized that this was a possibility. How, how dare you bring facts to a gunfight? I I just I don't like. I like I like my I, I like my 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 Mavericks basketball sunny side up. I know. Um, ah, I mean, you know, when the Mavericks were playing last year, it became very evident they had nowhere to turn, right? Mm-hmm. And my sunny side up, which is preposterous, I just cannot believe I'm the optimist in all of this lately. Uh, is that they they've yet you know, kid kind of said this is our optimal starting lineup, right? They've yet to have an optimal starting lineup game i think so if you know who you want to go to war with and how it's going to go down you got to see it first and so if for anybody unfamiliar with what we're talking about um jason kidd said while i think it was josh green was hurt um it was like a couple days before Kyrie came back yeah that um who's our guy wrong with me uh i can never why can't i ever remember anybody uh, dante exum was gonna get the start so you'd get luca Kyrie, dante exum Derek lively and someone likely oh, Derek jones. jones jr like yeah, he said no he said it jones oh, like, he did he ran off the bench exum jones starting with lively luca carry like he's- so that's your that's your group and so until we see that and until i get significant minutes with that and i mean significant i mean at least like i don't know 100 minutes of those guys I'm not willing to say this is going to go to hell because this team last year did not have answers because the answers were Dwight Powell or Maxi Kleber in in the rebounding position. Those that the, was it. The answers were Lucas scores sixty points, that's right. twenty rebounds, and twenty assists. So, so that's why I'm not. And this was okay. before the Kyrie trade because everything right. went to shit. It, it, like basically, like January third, it, it was pre- it's pretty dark. You go look at the game log. Um, and so that's where I sit with those guys, uh, is that there's, there's still potential upside if you, uh, and a lot of upside, if you're actually playing the people that you intend to play, um, you got Derek Lively out again, you got Exum out again, you got Maxi Kleba hanging out. Now, whether Maxi's burnt toast is a different discussion for a different day, but he's an option. And I want to see the option get. 10 minutes a game over some of this stuff. Right. Like he, um, he would have played, like if he was healthy, he's playing 25, 28 minutes. Tonight. Right. So like, that's where I think, and it's, you know, this, this, this comparable record point is at least worth jumping off from because I, I keep getting thrown things like, oh, well, you know, the matter schedule, it's, it's, it's going to get a lot tougher. And I, I guess, I mean, let's just let's just go take a look at it here. And like, there are some harder games. I mean, the Knicks are not going to be an easy out. Two Pelicans games, a Lakers game. Golden State doesn't scare me. Boston mm. will be Boston will be hell. Phoenix doesn't scare me. Atlanta doesn't scare me. Sacramento is in a very similar strange hell to the Mavericks. Orlando's weird, but we can beat them. Like they definitely have a hard slot, like like a harder stretch coming up. Yeah, they don't like, play Portland three times in a week. Right, or right. Whatever. No, and and and. Yeah. It, but then again, in in right. late, you know, but let's see here. All Star break. When does All Star break happen? Can I even tell here from the schedule? Yeah. So like after All Star break, you know, they they have kind of a they have some roadies, and and it's just like things are gonna lighten up on their schedule since they're trying to make the playoffs to a degree like certain teams are going to cash out and go and go home like that's just the way <laughs> you they play utah twice and if utah's still playing 90 of their guys and we're in a different problem so yeah. 
Kirk, oh, we are losing the next 10 games besides maybe Golden State. Outstanding. Oh, yeah. Like, like I just it was a dark loss. I, you know, people are gonna people are not gonna be happy about this one. Yes. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, that like what I'm describing is that like there's certain teams like like the Lakers have one of the worst offenses in the NBA. If the Mavericks play an average offensive game, they run them off the floor. They just I don't care that LeBron and AD are playing great. It doesn't matter. Uh, like the the Pelicans game, the Pelicans are in a similar kind of hell as the Mavericks. You know, it's it they, they are a great they are a team with really talented players that also just like like derp every now and again doesn't you know? Yeah, it, it is what it is. I I like I'm really mad at you guys, commenters, for making me the positive <laughs> fan. What the hell is wrong with you people? This was a game for you to get angry too. This like checked all your angry boxes. You know, I mean, I would. Part. I, I didn't, you know, baby stuff zapped my, yeah. my, my, I was up early and then had a, like, I was in a meeting at work from 1230 until 530. Oh my God. <laughs> so oh. I'm just like, like kind of all my piss and vinegar was sapped between those two, two things. But yeah. So I guess we'll be back. Um, God, the, the Mavericks play on, uh, one at one thirty on Martin Luther King day. I, I did not notice that. Going to have to, I have we'll to work out day. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Timothy Clark says maybe Luca had baby issues going on, and um, that's I, that, that that would be my that would be my go to excuse if if I were Luca. Not that my like ankles are hurt, but I was like, you know, I had to hold, you know, do do a baby feed at three thirty. I think that would that, that would take me out more than the ankles <laughs> the ankle sprain. Oh no! So, all right, guys, it'll get better, or maybe it won't. But either way, we'll be back in here recording. <laughs> I'm not going to do a live show tonight. I'm too, too, too gassed. So uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk. Let's see here Thursday. Is that right? Yeah. Thursday against New York. That's going to be a fun game. The the Mavericks and Knicks. Uh, the new, the new look New York Knicks. The new look New York Knicks. Animated, I mean, they're, they're, they're the kind of team that also Dallas doesn't match up well, particularly if Lively's not back. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Everybody be good. This has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow uh Pod Maverick After Dark <laughs> and Mavs Moneyball. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon and go Mavs. <laughs>